middle of May, my youngest graduated from college. First week of June, got married to the lovely Katie. And then this past weekend, July 2nd and 3rd, they moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. We went with them. We were so happy that they included us, helped them get all their stuff down there, get moved into their new condo in a really cool section of uh, North uh, Charlotte called the South End. We're so proud of them both. And as we were saying goodbye, I made these comments about the nature of transitions in life. Um, I, I've enjoyed every season of our boys' lives and grieve it when it ends or when it's ending because I've enjoyed it so much. I've learned long ago that what God says is, look, you don't have yesterday, you don't have tomorrow, you, you really just have today. So I've learned to enjoy what's going on right now. Nonetheless, transitions are hard. And this one in particular, because, um, and whether I'm right or wrong, this is the way I kind of put it together. All the other transitions, at least particularly with regard to our kids, we, in a manner of speaking, the parents, are at the center of the life. And our children are like the next circle out, you know. And we're all together, but there's, the, there's sort of the extension. And we're traveling through these transitions together. But what happens in this particular transition, they are now the center of their own lives. And we, the parents, are the next circle out from them. <laughs> and if we as parents don't get that, if we don't add that shift to this particular transition. We put all of the relationships out of whack and things go wonky. And what Adam and I are talking about in this podcast is uh, similar. God is at the center and we are the next circle out. The question is whether or not we get that or not. Hey, it's Pastor Mike. Welcome to the podcast where we spend a little time digging deeper into the content from the previous weekend. Our hope is that it helps you keep God at the center, follow Jesus more closely, and love others better. We call it ReChurch. activity. Yeah. All right. Uh, Romans chapter 11 um, you were saying it's kind of you got to kind of take nine, ten, and eleven sort of together, or you can anyway. Yeah, I think it's a little so. challenging. Yeah, section nine, ten, and eleven are are in a in a way, and it's a it's a conversation within the whole of the letter. What's he talking about? Well, I in a large part he's talking about. Well, what are we to make of the fact that there are so many Jewish people who didn't recognize Jesus as the Messiah? What are we to make of how this fits in? Because he's been talking about the role of the law and now the role of the way that Jesus has fulfilled the law. Yeah. And so 9, 10, and 11 are this kind of logical question. Oh, yeah. Well, then what about the Jewish people who are following that law? What do we, what do we make of this? Yeah. There's this... Um challenging space where he's talking about how God is sovereign, um, omniscient, um, what's going to happen is going to happen because he's ordained it. 
And at the same time, Paul's talking very clearly about the choices that we're making, the choices that we're not making. It's kind of hard for our American. Yeah. Yeah, I might I might even say Western. Western, Western. Yeah, because yes, I, I do Western. think it kind of is in a way uh, a problem that is, <clears throat> I don't know how to say, it, almost enhanced by the time and place that we're in, where we are children of the Enlightenment mm. in certain ways. We expect to be able to master these things with our minds. We were told by the Enlightenment, you yeah. know, figures that this is what human beings do. We master things with our minds and we take mysteries and we make them manageable. But here we have a a mystery that is maybe not manageable, mm-hmm. maybe not perfectly manageable. There's a sense in which God is this eternal waterfall and we're bringing our 25 gallon bucket minds to it. Yeah. And it's just, we're going to get 25, some of the five, Something that twenty five is big, isn't That's it? That's huge. Sorry, that's you. <laughs> no, I consider you a twenty five gallon bucket brain. I just thought that was a normal size bucket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you sorry. <laughs> anyway, we take the bucket to the waterfall yeah. and we get some, and then we've you know, there's just so much pouring out the sides. Yeah, where this whole idea of the sovereignty of God, um, this people of God who missed what God was doing, which I think, how's that possible? Right. For a group of people who have been anticipating it, looking forward to it, foreshadowing it, hearing about it, eating in ways to remember it and to anticipate it, all, all of these things, yet even within the sovereignty of God, they somehow missed it. There's a lesson there. We're oftentimes just looking for God through the wrong lens. We're not willing to be humble enough to see what he's doing now versus what he was doing in the past in our life. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good word right there even because I might go to chapter 11 and I might just say, I want to mangle this into some kind of system of thought that I can understand. But what if instead I said, wow, I wonder where and when I'm missing Mm -hmm. the movement of God in my life. Yeah. I think that would probably be a, a better starting place. Yeah. 